0: (laughs) all right welcome back to another episode of real talk this is jeff brad how are you man
1: i am doing well two more divisions to go and guys we are i mean what now 16 days away from opening kickoff right around the corner
0: super exciting i literally the more i think about football the more excited i get obviously this is peak draft time for people they're they're setting up their their fantasy football drafts and um they got them online they got them at people's houses um lots going on in the football world obviously training camp and preseason games and joint practices and yeah lots of lots of football related news but we are ready to talk to nfc north today
1: yeah nfc north and as you all know we pushed this back because we didn't know what was going to happen with aaron Rodgers and that's all settled, but is it really settled? We don't know, so we'll talk about it in a little bit, but where you want to start, we we'll talk last year?
0: Yeah, we'll definitely talk to Aaron Rodgers here in a little bit, but right now we're going to start with the worst team as we've been doing these last couple of uh, division breakdowns. NFC North time, Detroit Lions finished 5-11 and last year, so not bad, I guess, in a sense of being the worst team. You got five wins. That's probably better than the Lions are usually at. um, They've had a couple of weird seasons. But other than that, they're usually at a a two to three or four wins. So five wins was all right for them last year, especially with the injury to Matthew Stafford. But the big news out of the team is they traded their longtime franchise quarterback, Matthew Stafford, um, to the Rams for a couple of first-round picks and Jared Goff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jared Goff Goff's just a few years um, removed from being in the Super Bowl you know, so we're, he only mustered up three points, but regardless, he is a franchise quarterback in this league has proved to be at least somewhat decent. What do you make of the
1: lions? I honestly don't like the lions at all. I mean, I know that might be hard for some lions fans listening to hear, but, um, you know, I, I would take anybody who's a, a fan of the NFL and ask them to name, you know, six or seven players on the lions. It would be tough to do. So they got mm. a lot of people. You, you, you could try it if you want. I know you're running through some guys in your head, but about the five five or six, it fizzles out. You can name a lot more for a lot better teams, um, probably the least amount of people you can name in this division. But you look at, you know, DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson are two of their offensive playmakers, and neither of them have been able to participate in the preseason and limited practice due to groin and shoulder injuries. That's not great. Um, defense wasn't good last year. Um I don't know if they really did anything. I mean, three of their first four picks were defensive tackles and cornerback, so maybe they're trying to address it through the draft. Um, You got Dan Campbell, new head coach. You know, the biting kneecaps. Everyone knows who Dan Campbell is. I just don't know if I believe in the coach. I mean, you talk to a lot of Lions fans, and they're like, you know, he's creating a culture, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. It's just a team that we all know if they're going to have a winning season. It's minimum two years down the road this year or next year especially in the division there and i don't think they're going to have winning schedule or seasons at best it'd be two years from now so for right now this is a team i think you could lock in single digit draft picks i don't like them i think they downgraded at quarterback and they didn't really improve their defense so
0: yeah i mean you're you're 100 right there's a reason they they got First round picks in the quarterback trade is because they downgraded, but I <clears> think <throat> Jared Goff is capable. I do like their draft pick of Panay Sewell. Um, obviously, they're pairing him with Taylor Decker. That gives them two capable tackles. I think ultimately, if DeAndre Swift can get healthy and can be that between the tackles back, they have something to build on. Their best wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, he's gone. Their second best wide receiver, Marvin Jones Jr., also gone. They're starting over at wide receiver. I think that ultimately they probably should have went wide receiver, but they got a, a nice tackle. So I don't know. I don't, I think this team, depending on what they're trying to do offensively, I think they could shock some people as of how competitive they'll be. I don't have them as a 10 win team or an eight win team. They're probably around this five and 12 range, you know um, maybe even four and 13. I, I don't see them as, as great. I also don't see them as winless or, they're better than the Texans. They're better than the Eagles. They have pieces. I'm with you. Don't love Dan Campbell. I think he's more of a high school style football coach. Um, The things he says are really cliche, and I don't think they translate to full-grown men who are being paid to play football. So I don't know. I, I don't have high hopes for the team. Ultimately, I think they're, like I just said, they're better than your really bad teams. They'll shock a couple people. They'll beat a couple people in their division, but probably by field goals at the last minute. I don't see this as a knockout, drag out, win a bunch of games.
1: <clears throat> also, I, I was going to make a statement. I'm still going to make it, but I'm going to follow it up. They have a very tough first five games. Absolutely. And they, have a tough, they have a tough schedule. But we've done, what, six division breakdowns? That makes 24 teams we've covered. And they have all had hard schedules. Like, the it, NFL it never- is... <laughs> The NFL has, like, a dumpster fire in the Texans. And then, like, you'd say probably Bengals, Jags, Lions. Those are, like, the four bottom to Eagles. Sorry, yep. But there's only, like, five teams that you could really classify as bad. And then, like, the other, the rest of them, like, that middle tier from, like, 6 to 25 is, like, uh, they could be good. Like, there's a lot they're doing right. So uh, you try and piece together, like, yeah, the Lions will be competitive and, you know. They usually are to an extent. They blow a lot of fourth quarter leads, but I think that's a testament to like who the team is. They're just not very good. They're going to blow a lot of fourth quarter leads, and I think I truly think we're going to see. You know, everyone's talking about how much Stafford can mean to the Rams now that he's there and has it. I think we're really going to see what Sean McVay meant to Jared Goff. I really think Sean McVay made Jared Goff who he is. And I think he's going to be exposed. And I don't think the Lions are good. I think within a year or two, they'll be moving off Jared Goff. Whatever contract they got via trade, I don't know if they'll extend him past that.
0: Yeah, we do have several Lions fans that are pretty active on on the Real Talk page. I'd love to hear where you're at in the Lions. I have heard of, I remember when you specifically and it's been probably a month or two you asked people to predict their own team's schedule and a couple different Lions fans said they were 5 and 12.
1: I saw 6 and 11 from 6 uh, and 11 I think and 5 and 12 but that's about where they said extra game means maybe one extra win.
0: And it's fair it is fair to assume that and I think you're right in line by saying that um, but I could also see them losing even more games like I, I don't see them
1: i mean much if,
0: more than six wins
1: if you look at the the teams that they play against that you know their opposition doesn't you know they're just a few of their four seed like they play the broncos falcons and eagles who are fourth place teams that they they get to play that the other guys don't yeah well they end up drawing the broncos at denver the Falcons at Atlanta like those aren't great draws that you have to play you know the teams that are supposed to be on your level I think most people would favor the Falcons or Broncos anyway and they have to play them at home uh they get the or away they get the Eagles at home but I don't know the Eagles I think are going to be different than a lot of people think from last year I think they're going to be improved
0: okay uh, let's go over their first five for, for, again, we talked about this, tough five, uh, tough first five games. Week one, home against the Niners, Niners big.
1: That's a loss.
0: Yeah. Uh, week two, at the Packers, they're going to have Aaron Rodgers there. I think Packers big.
1: Loss. Yeah. By the way, the one against the Packers is Monday night, one of only two primetime games. Their other one's the noon Thanksgiving game.
0: Okay. Good to know. That's an interesting early season primetime for them. Mm-hmm, week, um, week three, home against the Ravens. I'm high on the Ravens. I know you at least think they're good. Um, Ravens big. I think this is three straight <laughs> blowouts. I don't this think they're competitive tough, in these.
1: Tough for Dan Campbell. They might come out of the, the third game 0-3 with a point differential minus 60. I mean, this is potentially two three loss, or possession losses to all three of these teams. I, I think yeah. the Lions are not much of a skill gap here.
0: Yeah. And I think we're going to disagree here, but I'm going to plead my case. Week four at Chicago against the Bears. Don't care who the quarterback is. I had the Lions winning this game. Where are you going? Bears win. Bears win. Totally get it. But here's why the Lions will win you're going to get your ass kicked for three straight weeks against very good competition and three Super Bowl level opponents. While the Bears may be a playoff team this year, they're nowhere near as good as those teams. And they'll already be battle tested. I think they're able to finally respond with a road win. I think it's it just sets up for a win in my opinion. Um, especially because I have them week five losing on the road at Minnesota. I don't see them as an 0 and five, I see them beating the Bears.
1: I'll I'll take I'll stake my claim and we'll get into the Bears' first five later. But the Bears will be one and two coming into week four against the Lions. And I think they're desperately going to need a win as well. I think this is another team that's not just going to be rolling and it's a perfect storm. I I think the Bears are going to be in a position where, you know, this could potentially be the first game where they start Justin Fields. There's going to be a lot of excitement home at Chicago week four. They're struggling. Justin Fields first start could be against the Lions, potentially a weaker defense. Um, but I like the Bears here. Again, I think they're in a must win situation just as much as the Lions may be. And again, we both have them losing to the Vikings. So yeah, I have the Lions at, at 0 and 5. And I'm not saying they can't reach the 5 win mark, but you know, they're gonna have to win five of their next 11 to do so. I don't think it shapes up that way. I think the Lions again, you'll see, I'm still working on my overall schedule prediction. But the Lions are going to be one of these four and thirteen, three and fourteen teams. In my opinion, can't find too much to be excited about with the Lions.
0: Yeah. Uh if you're good, I'm good. We can move on.
1: Yeah, let's get off. I'm, Let, I'm done beating. Let's them up.
0: let's talk about the team that we just had beating them. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, kind of an unfamiliar. Place for them over the last several years, but they finished third in the division at seven and nine. They've been they've been much much better than this over the last five years or so. um I don't have many news and notes for this team because they truly were not active this off season. They're really just returning. I got, squad. I got I got Go some ahead. stuff
1: for the Vikings. So they had five picks in the first three rounds. Four yeah. of them were in the third round. They took a tackle, quarterback, linebacker, guard, defensive end. So they were kind of all over the place. I don't believe he played last year. They re-signed Everson Griffin. Did he play last year?
0: He bounced around on two separate teams, I think. He at least played for the Cowboys at one
1: point. Okay, so Everson Griffin is back. A big piece to the Browns defensive line, Sheldon Richardson, gone. He's on the Vikings. He once
0: played for the Vikings, too, so he's kind of back as well.
1: They signed cornerback uh, Patrick Peterson from the Cardinals.
0: That is a big move for them. Thank you for bringing that up.
1: they got Brashad Breeland, who was the number one corner for the Chiefs. So yeah, this, solid. to go with Harrison Smith, just got two starting corners and two big pieces on their D-line where they already have Daniil Hunter. Um, You look at, like, the Vikings are going to be so good. They were basically like, hey, let's go 1-5 and five this year. You know, start at 1-5 and five and then, you know, be the Vikings, and now they're going to come back. I do have one worry about the Vikings and I know this is a bit of a reach but we're already seeing it with Cam Newton and Cole Beasley. If you are not vaccinated, anytime they even think you could test positive, they basically remove you from the facility for 5 days. Two examples, it looks like Cam Newton was away from the facility, didn't test at a correct facility, and he had to be away from the team for 5 days. Cole Beasley is not vaccinated. He was with a vaccinated medical team member the the vaccinated team member tested positive. Cole Beasley tested negative twice, but still, because he was close contact, they're removing him for five games. Yeah. I bring I bring this up because oh, right next to Cole Beasley, the next biggest guy, and I'm not getting vaccinated is Kurt Cousins. I don't know who the back is. is Kellen Mond really the backup. I the would Vikings?
0: assume he's the backup.
1: Because that is, I mean, that has implications on Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen in fantasy value. How many games is Kirk Cousins going to miss? Because they're kind of going to use him as an example of the first quarterback to have to miss games. But if Kirk Cousins is playing these games, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, the amount of pieces they just put on defense, and you know, we might get to him later on the list, but Eric Kendricks is one of the top middle linebackers in the league. So, I mean, yeah. This is a real team. I mean, a lot of a lot of people have the Packers. Watch out for the Vikings to win this division. This team could have a home playoff game this year.
0: I like the Vikings as well. The one thing I'll say about them, they're the one team that I'm high on that if you were to ask me right now, which team are you high on, but you actually have no confidence in that, it is the Vikings. I could 100% see them as a five-win team but I could also see them as a 12 win team. Like they have that much, in my opinion, they have that much of a gap between what I think they are and what they actually could be. Um, I don't love their quarterback situation. I think it's one of the more stale quarterback situations in the league where it's just kind of like, we're just doing it. You know what I mean? It's kind of that Matt Ryan effect. Um, I think ultimately he's thrown for a ton of yards at a high percentage, so we just assume he's good. He's also had pro bowl level receivers, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and now Justin Jefferson. I don't know. I'm just at the point where I'm like, what are the Vikings? Dalvin Cook seems like he's either breaking away or hurt. It, they're really a tough, a tough prediction. I was super high on them last year. I had them beating the Packers game one. They, They didn't, and then they never really were anything better than, Seven and nine, you know? So, ultimately, I am high on them. I know you just said you are, too. Um, but let's go in their first five, because, to be honest, even though I'm high on them, I don't have them winning a bunch of games. Week one at the Bengals. I had them beating the Bengals. They're better than the Bengals. I do, too. Week two at the Cardinals. I don't remember who I picked for this game, but I think the Cardinals are good enough to win this.
1: Vikings win. I like the Vikings here. I think the Cardinals have a pretty weak defense this year. I think they're going to take a step back defensively, especially if Chandler I mean, Jones is leaving. The I team. do agree
0: with you. Chandler's going to play. He just wants a trade. He is going to play gotcha.
1: though.
0: Um, week three, home against the Seahawks. I'm sorry, Russ in the building. I'm taking Russ.
1: Vikings get their third straight win and win their home opener. Skull that that's going to be that's going to be the announcement that the Vikings are real. Everyone's gonna sit there and see the Vikings at two and zero. In my opinion, the way I have it down, and say, man, two average teams. Yep. And what are the Vikings? The Cardinals are okay. Bengals are are pretty bad. And then the Seahawks are gonna come into town and they're gonna beat the Seahawks. And everyone's gonna be like, okay, the Vikings are who we wanted them to be last year. Yeah. They're here.
0: Uh, week four against the Browns, home against the Browns. So they start oh and i I'm sorry, they start with two straight road, and then they finish with three uh, home. Home against the Browns week four, I have that as a loss. I think the Browns are better than them.
1: Uh, I do have that as a loss as well. I think the Browns get them.
0: Week five, home against the Lions, they're way better than the Lions, even though I think Minnesota has a weird flexibility about them. They are way better than the Lions. I have them winning.
1: I do too. So we, I have them at four and one. You have them at three and two?
0: Two and three. I have them losing the Cards, Hawks. I have them the right. okay. I thought okay. But you had be honest, me. I could really see this playing out where they beat the Bengals, lose three straight, beat the Lions and kind of go on a run. I don't know who their next couple games are, but they I'll, I could really I'll, see them sink.
1: I'll tell you their next couple of games, but those three middle ones you have all losses. I think they could take at least one of those games. I don't think they go and I agree. Um yeah. but going forward, you know, they have uh they have the Panthers at game 6. Then they have their bye week, and then they have the Cowboys Sunday night coming out of their bye week. Both winnable games. So I, I, what I just said, I mean,
0: like they definitely can get it going. Let's uh, let's move on. Unless you got something else.
1: No, we're good here.
0: Chicago Bears finished uh, second in the division last year, but they were only eight and eight. I do believe they made the playoffs, though, right?
1: Yes, they were the 7 seed. I'm pretty That's sure. That's
0: correct. Yeah. So they make the playoffs. Um, they end up losing, but they uh, they let go of Mitch Trubisky. They go a completely different route. They bring in Andy Dalton, who had success with the Cowboys last year and obviously has been a quality starter in his NFL career. And then they draft Justin Fields after moving up in the draft. Um, outside of that, the, the Bears haven't done a ton this offseason. They did tag Allen Robinson. He is not signed to a long-term deal, which – Makes me think he's in for another big year, but at the same time, it's like how much does he want to commit to this franchise? Where are you at on the
1: Bears? You know me, man. I I'm always optimistic about the Bears. I really like their situation. I do believe that they are better with Justin Fields, from what I've seen. I mean, we'll see what Andy Dalton do in the regular season. But he was that was the week one starter. Andy Dalton was, yeah. Yes, and I, I believe you know what you're getting with Andy Dalton. And Justin Fields' upside is way better than Andy Dalton. Like, I know he's not – he might not be as good as Andy Dalton in the NFL today in terms of reading defenses, seen it before, you know, the veteran-type stuff. But I believe it won't take him long to reach Andy's level, and I think he can absolutely surpass it. Um, I'm perfectly okay with Andy Dalton starting week one. I mean, you brought him in for that reason. Uh, And, you know, there's kind of like a handshake. You know, we're bringing you in to be the starter But they didn't save for 17 games. They didn't save for two. They just said, you're going to start the season as our starter. Um, I think they got a little bit weaker at corner, but they have a monstrous front seven. Um, When you have a quarterback you believe in, the whole team plays harder, I believe. they will do a lot of good things. Allen Robinson does not get the respect he deserves. He's a top six, seven wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. Everyone close to me knows how big I am on Darnell Mooney. I think he's going to be a great number two receiver in this league. He just needs better quarterback play. Cole Clement came out as a stud tight end last year. Montgomery's there. Tyreek Cohen comes back. Offensive lines improved. They drafted Tevin Jenkins in the second round. They, uh, they, I think they signed somebody else. I don't remember. But I like the Bears. The only problem is... Because, man, if they are going to have a rookie quarterback or Andy Dalton, that's not good enough against the defenses they play to make the playoffs. They have an absolute gauntlet in the middle of their schedule. It's ridiculous. And, and um, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough.
0: I think that this is a average football team. I don't think they're much better than 8-8. Eight 8-8 and eight. Eight and eight was able to get in the playoffs last year. It won't be good enough this year. I think they're either 8-9 nine or 9-8. Nine that is literally where I have this team. And we slightly disagree. I think Andy Dalton plays week one and loses. I think he plays week two and I'm sorry, I'm just kind of going through the first five here. I think he plays week two and beats his home team, the Bengals Um, week three, he's going to be on the road. He's going to lose the Browns. He's going to get his one last shot and he's going to lose to the lions, which I just predicted a minute ago. And at that point they're going to be like, all right, I'm sorry. You have to beat a team like the lions. We're going to have to move on. And Justin Fields will get his first game against the Raiders. I don't love the Raiders defense. I think that's a great place for him to start. Um, We can go into the first five, but that's kind of where I'm at with the Bears. I just, I think the season for them is not, are they a playoff team? It's when will Justin play and will he be good?
1: I just, I just look at the fact that they were able to win. Like, what were they like six and three with Mitch Trubisky as the starter? Yeah. Yeah. You just look at, if they have increased quarterback play, I don't see how, I mean, again, they have a gauntlet of defenses. You just went through the first five. I'll kind of make my prediction here. I yeah. do think they lose to the Rams on Sunday night. However, that is a very exciting game to watch. I mean, the Rams are a nice first Sunday night game. Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They go back to Cleveland. I think we agree here. And they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Did I say Cleveland? Excuse me.
0: You did, but, but it's, you, it's okay. fine. Yeah, fixed they, it. they
1: go back to Cincinnati, but I would not be shocked. You know, if, if no, I, the defense is too good. They beat the Bengals, but I do have them losing to the Browns. I think where they look at this point is clearly Andy Dalton can't beat the top tier teams in the league, and that's what the Bears need to do, and yeah. that's plain and simple. We know that Andy can beat the bad teams. He's Andy Dalton. That's what he's always done. But when he plays good or above average, he crumbles. And that's what his two losses are going to be. And if you're going to put Justin Fields in before the gauntlet, again, I will get to the gauntlet in a second. The Lions' defense and the Raiders' defense is a nice two weeks of, basically, you're playing a lower-tier defense. I mean, that's what they've yeah, been ranked the last few weeks. That's, that's a fair assessment. And and you're, he's going to need those two weeks because I'm just going to get into it. This is week six through 11. I'm just, don't worry about wins and losses. Just look at the defenses that they're going to have to play against. They play the Green Bay Packers. Then they play the Buccaneers. Then they play the 49ers. Then they play the Steelers. Then they have a bye week, and then they play the Ravens. That's five defenses in a row. Packers, Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens. That is a nightmare of defenses back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back, bam-bam-bam-bam-bam, after every week. It's, it's going to be very tough to just throw Justin in the middle of those games when you know you have no shot with Andy Dalton. Justin Fields being able to run, he's, he's got better arm strength. Just playmaking ability alone, you might need his legs. And Matt Nagy was better with Trubisky than Foles. I think it's because Mitch Trubisky had a running ability. When the play crumbles, we can still get four yards. We can get a cheat first down here, this and that. Move the ball, punt, let your defense put in work. But not just teams being great. I mean, Packers, Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens, based off what they could potentially could be as a whole team, just defenses alone, that's, you're looking at five of the top nine defenses in the NFL five straight weeks. That's, that's tough.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not the schedule that you would want to uh, want to hear, especially as a rookie quarterback. That's one of the reasons I'm just not high on this team. I feel like everybody they go against, they're they're not favored. Um, we'll we'll go over the first five here. At the Rams, you have them losing that game, though, right?
1: Yeah, we have the same. I think we have the same first four
0: except the Lions. Okay, and then, okay, so yeah, I have them at three and one after four. You have them at two and two.
1: Yes. Okay. You have one and so, 3 you said? 1-3,
0: yeah. yeah. So they're week 5, though, at the Raiders. I have Justin playing, and I think they'll beat the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I, I guess that's our only difference. I have them beating the Raiders, too. We just have, at Lions, you have Andy Dalton in a loss. I have Justin Fields in a win. And that's and, fine, yeah. What do you, how do you predict the quarterback? It's a tough situation yeah. with this team. So It's just so weird because their defense can be so dominant, and their offense has pieces. I just think we have to really sit back and realize what have we said the last two years? Every time we watch the bears, we're like, yeah, great defense. Got some playmakers. They just are a terrible quarterback. So if they can get quarterback play, I do believe this team can take punches and throw them back. I think this team has a fighting chance and it's always tough when you, uh, for other teams going into soldier field, you know, that windy city, it's a little bit different of an environment there, but Yeah, for the most part, we're pretty similar on the Bears. Can they win 10 games? Can they? Yes, but I wouldn't bet on it.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's the problem. I just don't think they're that much improved. I think this is such a – this is such like a – it's a storyline year for them. Will Matt Nagy keep his job? Will Justin play? When does Justin play? Will this team improve? It's a storyline season. I don't think that this team – this team – is somebody you don't want to play but you're you're not scared of them. You're not like, "Oh my gosh, the Bears are on my schedule." But at the same time when your team's playing the Bears, you're like, "We could lose today." You know what I mean? So it's like there's just a weird dynamic with this team. I don't love well, them. They're I don't have them above the Vikings, spoiler.
1: The Bears have five primetime games this year and I'll That's be I will be at the stadium for two of them. So I'll let you guys know how huh? the Bears are looking.
0: That's dope. wild. I can't believe they have five prime time games.
1: Well, they got the Sunday night versus the Rams. Okay. Monday night against the Steelers. Okay. Thanksgiving game against Detroit. And okay. then they've got back-to-back... Mon- or uh, They got a Sunday night followed by a Monday night in December, Packers-Vikings.
0: Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, speaking of speaking of the Packers... Oh. Jeez.
1: Get you
0: out of here. You're Sorry. <laughs> um, speaking of the Packers. 13 and three last year. Good football team. Great football team. Lost in the NFC championship game to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Lots of off-season storylines about. Whether Aaron's going to be a Packer. He is. As of this season, he's going to be a Packer. What do we make of the Packers?
1: They're going to be really good. Um, It'll be interesting what, well, I mean a little bit looks different you know, when they, they lose their all pro center league pro football focus had him as the number one center in the entire league. So when you lose him, that's kind of tough, but they bring back everybody else. Defense is good and you know, whatever you think, I mean they had a real shot to beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year. A lot of people think they botched it, whether it's coaching or Aaron or this or that, but From week to week, you know, Rodgers, Adams, and Aaron Jones, they're going to put up those points, and their defense is good. I believe they have a lockdown corner. they got the Smith brothers, not really brothers, but the Smith brothers on the front seven. They're just a good team. Not a lot of holes on the Packers. They do a lot of things good and a couple things really great. So you're always going to favor them to have double-digit wins, and uh, I like them a lot.
0: Yeah, I like this team, too. I, I think ultimately what they bring is a lot of pro bowlers. This team, I think, led the league in pro bowlers last year, if I'm not mistaken, them or the Chiefs. They they had a lot of pro bowlers. But, I all, I mean, they're, they're good, and they have a great quarterback, and they have the best receiver in football, and I think what they're going to be able to do, especially in this division, is capitalize on a lot of people's weaknesses. And um, ultimately, I think, while I am very high on this team, I don't have them as a championship contender. I think that there's too much animosity in the building. You you can't sell me on the fact that they'll be able to just hide it. It's out there. We know of it. It's open. This isn't even a secret. This isn't even like sources.
1: This comes straight from Aaron's mouth. Doesn't that help it that there's not a narrative like what's going on, this or that? It's out on the table. They don't like each other, but Aaron Rodgers is back. He loves the team. Him and Devontae Adams, it's their last hurrah. Yeah, we don't get along with the GM, but we're here to try and win a Super Bowl in our last run out. Like, There's no animosity with him and Adams or something going on inside the locker room. Everybody knows the star quarterback has a workable relationship with the head coach, and it's going to be the same as it was last year. He doesn't like the front office, and this is it. I mean, this is their last hurrah. I, I think the fact that it's so out there and everyone knows about it there isn't, like, all the questions on, oh, what's going on behind the doors? Like, you know, why didn't you come, like, do this this off season It's like everybody knows. Those questions aren't going to come. Like, we already know. His relationship with Gutenkunst is, if I said that right, is broken. They can be professionals for one more year, and then Aaron Rodgers is leaving. I, I, I just think that it, it's not great to have this. I, I get what you're saying there. But I do think the fact that it's so public and already out there, it's kind of like, I feel like we've already moved on from it. Like, that chapter's close. He doesn't like them, and there's no repairing it through this year. Aaron Rodgers just has one more year with the Packers. I feel like it's already – like, it started – there was a this period of, like, what's going on, and then it's like, oh, this is what happened. I don't know who I side with, but either way, Pat, Aaron Rodgers is his last year. Like, I just feel like we've kind of got past it. I mean,
0: I mean, we'll get into it here in a second. I had them winning a ton of games. They'll be very That's, good. I just don't have them in a Super Bowl bubble. I don't think they're even gonna contend for one. Once the playoffs start, I'll I'll probably pick them to lose almost every game. I don't think this team has the team chemistry. I don't think they have the willpower and the championship pedigree that other teams are gonna have. I I like the Rams more than them long term. Do I think they'll score more points and they'll have a better regular season record? Probably, but that doesn't mean they're gonna have the success in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't love them long term. I think they will be a lot of just teams have though.
1: To, uh... If they make the playoffs, I guess we'll just have to revisit this later because yeah. today I would take the Packers over the Rams in the playoffs. But that's – guys, football is not even here yet. Yeah, is, we haven't had week one that yet. That is twenty thirty weeks from now. Come on.
0: Speaking of week one, let's get First into the Packers fire. at Saints. This would typically be a massive game, Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees won't be there. Um Depending on what you think of the Saints, we talked about them last week, I think they're a they're a tough out, but they're not a team that you're going to play in the playoffs. I think they're just a tough out this year. Uh, you're more down on them than than I was, regardless if I have Packers winning.
1: You know to be fair, I am coming up a little bit on the Saints from where I was, but I do not have them beating the Packers.
0: Fair enough. Week two, uh, home against the lions. We just talked about it. Dubs.
1: Yeah, big dub.
0: Week three at the 49ers. We talked about this last week. I have the Niners. For whatever reason, this team seems to be a Achilles heel, a kryptonite. They don't match up. I have the Niners.
1: I like, for the, I like the Niners here, too. Yeah. Sunday uh, night game.
0: Yes, big game. Week four, home against Pittsburgh. Well, I think Pittsburgh presents a very unique defensive scheme against them as far as their pass rush i think the, i think the packers would have just went out
1: i'll give it to the packers
0: week five at cincinnati anybody that's listening to this podcast you're a packers fan it's a chance to go see aaron Rodgers up close um yeah i think uh, i think the packers win that one four and one
1: yep i have them at four and one too we have the same first five
0: yeah i think they're they're an awfully predictable team i think they're very good And I think that they're going to be a tough out. But when it comes down to playoff time, when there's just every single team is good, I think that's where they're going to run into a a roadblock.
1: I think we're going to learn a lot about the Packers in terms of playoff play. They're four games week nine through 12, with their bye being week 13. They have a four game stretch of at the Chiefs, home against the Seahawks, at the Vikings, home against the Rams. A little four game spurt there before their bye. I think if if they go 1 and 3 or 0 oh and 4 in that stretch, I'm worried about the Packers, but if they can go 2 and 2 or 3 and 1, I think they'll be just fine.
0: Yeah. Who wins this division?
1: You know? I like the Vikings to win this division. I like the Vikings doing this division. I think having the third place schedule on a fluke year last year is going to bode well for them later on. And if you look at the Packers at 13 and three um, last year, one of their losses was to the Vikings already. Um, yeah. Their first win was week one against them. They saw them again in week eight when the Vikings were out of that little slump and, and the Vikings them, beat they? them. It was 28, 22 actually really oh, they close.
0: killed them in the first game. Didn't they? Yeah,
1: it was 43 34. They beat him by nine, but I think the Vikings scored late. That's, uh, you know, yeah, that's a they, little they
0: little. got up big in that game, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. But I I like the Vikings. I just think offensively they have all the pieces. Justin Jefferson kind of came right in for digs last year. Yeah. And defen- and the thing was, is I was like, I like the Vikings offense. And we talked about it when we were talking about the Titans. I was like, man, this is a team that's similar. I think it'll be high scoring. And then when I did, like, a, not a deep dive, but, like, looked a little bit further, I was, like, Everson Griffin, Sheldon Richardson, Burchard Breeland, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, and Eric Kendricks. Like, they got six, studs, or like, good they players. Some they got yeah, some they ballers. got some good players on their team. And, like, you look at Patrick Peterson, if he can shut down his side, because he plays a side. He doesn't follow anymore. He just plays his side. Harrison Smith can kind of cater to two-thirds of the field, and we all know what he did last year catering to the whole thing. So now you have Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith floating around in that secondary. Brashard Breland, you know, won a Super Bowl ring with the Chiefs, was there for two years on their Super Bowl runs. You know, he can play. bolster up that defensive line, Eric Kendricks. Is, we didn't even talk about Anthony Barr. So, I mean, the Vikings, when you start to look deeper, you're like – there's a chance that if their offense slips up for a week, their defense could win them a game. I think the Vikings are going to be really good.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't hate the prediction. I think the Packers are too much. I think they're probably going to win this division. But I do like the Vikings. I told you that. And I, I like what they can be. I also think that we could be way wrong on them for whatever reason. I just think that they're just such a weird team to predict. And a lot of that has to do with, like you said, Covid testing, Kirk Cousins, that whole situation. Uh, just in general, I don't love Kirk Cousins. I think he's okay. Um, can he get you the playoffs? Yes. Can he win a game or two? I don't know. It's it's just hard.
1: I like missing Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like yeah, that? Yeah, that's fair. Like well, that. let's let's get into uh, let's talk a little,
0: a little right. power rankings of let's start with the safeties. I don't remember who had the last pick. But uh, I'll do the safety. Well, I'll just pick first for safeties. You can pick first for linebackers. How's that? Um, sure. Okay. Ah, man. Safeties are tough because there's a lot of good safeties, but I don't think anybody has clear-cut the number top, number one top safety. But this guy has been balling for quite a while now, uh,
1: Tyrone Matthew. I have him okay. Yeah, um, Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be number two. Um, A lot of people have him in their top three safeties. You can make an argument for who's best. Um, I haven't really been a homer in any of these rankings. I'll be a homer on this one. Minka Fitzpatrick at two.
0: I don't think it's a homer pick. He's the most disrespected safety in the entire league. Not disrespected by the players. Not disrespected by people's offenses. But for whatever reason, Madden hates him. Madden just hates Mika Fitzpatrick. It's It's crazy. Um, Number three, this is really tough. I think there's, again, there's a lot of good corners here. Some of them are only good at one thing. Um, This one seems to be really good at lots of things. I like Justin Simmons out of Denver.
1: Love Justin Simmons.
0: Really good player.
1: Um, By the way, on the NFL Top 100 list voted by the players, Tyron Matthew is the fourth best safety. Uh, Minka was the third, Justin Simmons second, and the guy I'll put it for, Jamal Adams, was ranked by the players as the best safety in the NFL last year. I disagree with the players ranking there, but he Thank can you. do a lot of things well. He's a borderline linebacker. Um, I'm okay with that pick. Yeah, he okay. can, he can play. Put him at 4.
0: I like Adams. He can't play a lick of coverage, so he is, he is an in-the-box, linebacker-style safety. Outside
1: the numbers, he can't play coverage. He's, he's pretty good. At, he's good in the middle, though. You know, those yeah. slant routes, the mid- middle routes.
0: Yeah. Um, it's hard to see this player fall. There's there's another up-and-coming safety, though, so I'm going to take him here. Um, but I, I do think there's an argument for somebody else, but I'm going to take Buda Baker here at five.
1: Um I think I had that right, rating right on the NFL top 100. Buddha Baker might have been in the top 2. I, I might have forgot about him. Uh, where he was okay. in the NFL 100. Um Harrison Smith is going to be 6 from the Vikings, the Hitman. Very good player. Oh, uh For me it's got to be this
0: next guy. He's been a 10-year team captain. He's been a pro bowl at corner, pro bowler at safety. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion. It is Devin McCourty. He is older he probably doesn't have too much more time at the top of this list, but still a very productive
1: player. Um, at number seven, I'm going to go Jesse Bates from the Bengals. Um, he's uh, he, He's uh, been good. He was really good last year, really burst on the scene. Um, But he's now the leader of the Bengals defense, which actually played pretty well in the second half of the season. Um, A lot of no-name guys, but that's the beauty of the NFL. They have a chance to make a name for themselves.
0: While well, Jesse Bates is an up-and-coming player, and he's probably just fine there at uh, at number eight, I think this player is a tad bit better and has more of a longevity. Eddie Jackson. Interested to see who you go here at 10.
1: Um, You know, at 10... There's a couple guys I've thought of. Uh, I don't want to put Derwin James in there off one season three years okay. ago. See, that's where I
0: thought you were going to go. He can play, but I don't want it's to put him top. in there.
1: There, is, put him there. There's an honorable mention for Adrian Amos and Kevin Byard both. I think both those guys could be top ten. But I'm actually going to do a two-for-one here because their partnership is so well, I can't pick one. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, they are both fantastic safeties for the Bills. And they work so well together, you can't tell who carries that relationship. But the Bills' safeties are constantly making a ton of plays. I think they're a big reason they won an extra two or three games last year. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. But again, Adrian Amos, Kevin Byer, Derwin James, they're all right outside looking in.
0: Yeah, I had Derwin James at 10 simply... Going off a season from three years ago, and that's tough he to do. But
1: a great season. But I mean, to, yeah, he's. Been but to be honest,
0: teams. if another good season this year, he shoots right up this list. So that's where it's yeah. like ten for me. But I'll let you uh, kick her off the linebackers, though. I kicked off the safeties.
1: When going inside linebackers, by the way, guys. If you if the player is listed as an outside linebacker, but we all know he's a pass rusher, they're going to be on the next episode. Um, number one. There's a guy I really wanted to put at number one. He's my number two. But until he gives me a reason to not put him at number one, Bobby Wagner has to be the number one inside. Completely mind.
0: respectable. Completely respectable.
1: Again, there's another guy I would have liked to put in there, but Bobby's been doing it for so long. It was him and Luke Keekley for a while. Luke Keekley retired, and he kind of had that spot. Some guys are trying to snatch it from him, but they haven't yet
0: um i have a feeling this is who you would have taken had it not been bobby this guy just recently got paid there was two linebackers that got paid this offseason darius leonard though takes the number two spot from the colts
1: he was not my number two darius leonard was actually my number four just for fun but really good um number two i have fred warner from the 49ers i think fred warner his speed Sideline to sideline, he can cover, he can make tackles for loss. Fred Warner's an absolute stud.
0: Interesting. Yeah, those are my, my clear-cut top three, and then I think it gets a little interesting and fun, but this player has been too good for too long. Levante David.
1: He was my number three.
0: Okay. Super Bowl champion now, leader of that defense. Quiet oh. leader, but leader.
1: Funny enough, at number five, I'm going to go ahead and put the guy who lines up right next to him, Devin White. He's been an absolute monster for two years now, and it was on full display through those playoffs. He was all over the field, and some people might even say Devin White's better than Levante David. But it's kind of like, man, who do you give the credit to? They're both phenomenal players.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm coming in with a homer pick here, but I think it's completely justified. A lot of people will say that the Patriots last year took a step back as Tom Brady wasn't there. I think it's because Dante Hightower wasn't there. Uh, it was the first bad season in quite a while in New England, and Dante Hightower wasn't part of it. This man is a three-time Super Bowl champion, a two-time national champion Alabama. The dude only wins titles. Dante Hightower at six.
1: Yeah, a lot of people might like feel that it's a homer pick because Jeff said it, but he was number seven on my list. So, I yeah. mean, if he didn't say it, I was saying it next. Um, However, I was just pumping up the Minnesota Vikings. Eric Kendricks is going to fall right here on this list for me at number seven. He is who I had at number six. But so far through seven picks, my top seven have been crossed off a couple different orders. But seems to be going pretty good right now.
0: Yeah, number eight. I think this is going to be one of the big reasons that the Saints are somewhat decent this year. Demario Davis, great player for them.
1: Yeah, he's been kind of an icon on their defense for a few years now. Yeah. Um, Stick with the NFC North, you know, for the breakdown. I'm going to go Roquan Smith from the Bears. He's been a dog since he's come out of there commanding that defense, you know. Just the next man up in that lineage of middle linebackers for the Bears.
0: Yeah, um, the way this is going to map out, I'm going to leave somebody out. But I'm really happy with this player. I think he's really good. Um, younger player Miles Jack from the Jaguars.
1: Like I Miles think, Jack, I think because the entire defense is bad. Dion Jones doesn't get enough credit for how good he is over in Atlanta. Uh, he's
0: definitely he definitely was outside looking in, as well as um um Darius Packers, right? My oh is it Darius Smith. Yes, thank um, you. He's a pass
1: rusher, though he's. He's on the edge rusher list for me. Um, I know they were both drafted together, both in the top 10. Devin Bush was playing outstanding like Devin White was, had a tremendous rookie year, but ended up getting the knee injury too early to make the list. He's on the outside. Blake Martinez, Packer to New York Giant, just gets tackles quietly. No huge splash plays, but tackles everywhere. And uh, two other guys I think worth noting, Tremaine Edmonds for the Bills. And good Alexander Johnson. You might not have heard of Alexander Johnson, but he plays for the Broncos, and everyone talks about their pass rushers and their secondary. Watch for Alexander Johnson to be all over the field this year for the Broncos, a middle linebacker. Great lists. Very good lists. I think it's fun. Yeah. I love doing lists. I hope you guys enjoy it too, you know. Maybe some names you, you want to look up, YouTube highlight videos or something. Those are the guys that do it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of crazy to think that next week, this time, we're going to be doing the NFC East and there's going to be just a couple days till football.
1: Yep, NFC East. And then, you know, we're probably going to drop a second pod, you know, maybe some short predictions on MVP talk, defensive player of the year, breakout players, you know, some fun with that kind of stuff. But yep. hopefully we made some people mad with our predictions. If, you know, if we were just appeasing everybody, it wouldn't be too much fun. So hopefully some of you are excited for how we talked about your team. And hopefully some of you are like, man, I hope they're wrong. But that's the beauty of predictions. We get to watch and see how it all unfolds.
0: Absolutely. We love football. We know you guys do, too, or you wouldn't be listening. Uh, Check us back next week when we break down the NFC East. Uh, Obviously, one of the more popular divisions, as they are in the same division of the Dallas Cowboys. Excited to talk same, about that next week. Hopefully same, we know more on DAC because that is still a huge question mark right now.
1: Yeah, Same way the NFC West is so competitive that it's fun to talk about because they're all good. The NFC East is just as competitive. The teams are just in a lower tax bracket. So
0: Absolutely. All right, guys, we will see you back next time on Real Talk. Take clear. it easy,
1: guys. Go Steelers.